They say the truth hurts, the truth hurts, so you about to feel pain And I gotta do work, God said I gotta do work Cause it's all for the name, savage truth this is the Savage Truth, and I am Pastor Roy Dockery. Thank you for joining me for another episode and another quick conversation. I'm gonna try to keep this short, but I don't, you know, I don't really know. You guys know I don't script messages, I don't script, um, uh, you know, episodes. I just kind of let things roll off the dome, so to say. So a freestyle form of, of YouTube creation and podcasting um, that you guys probably think is rather structured, but really not. <laughs> so, but, um, but what I wanted to talk about, and before I talk about that, just shout out to the community, to the Savage Truth Network, the Savage Truth family, the Discord channel, the Patreon um, supporters. Um, much love to all of you guys. I've been kind of disconnected, right? You've been getting some older content. Honestly, I probably haven't made a video um, in the month of February um, going into March because there's been a lot of travel, a lot of stuff going on with work, a lot of stuff going on in ministry. And, you know, I got regular life, so I've got to do regular life stuff um, at, you know, at different times. But one of the things I came across and, and you see the, the the subject of the video and we're going to talk about budgeting, there's a mindset that it just dawned on me the other day that is one of the major obstacles to why people don't budget or why people don't stick to budgets. And this is Something right, you know, a lot of my a lot of my my videos are introspection, right? It's me looking at something that I've struggled with or something that I'm continuing to struggle with, and then like the progressive revelations that I get um, about like what's holding me back, right? It's like you know I, the the good that I would do, I'm not doing, right? So it's like why, like why, like I want to be better with my money. I want to be, you know, I want to be in control of my financial destiny, but like what's stopping me? What's stopping those limitations? And so. I don't know if I want to categorize it as like a poverty mindset because a lot of people throw around that terminology and it's never really well defined. Um, but I want to talk about the fear of being broke, right? And that a lot of the things that we do, even when we start budgeting, right? We we start budgeting, we start managing our finances, and a lot of it is out of a fear of being broke, right? Like I pay my bills and I have no money left over. I'm broke, right? So, or, you know, I, I go out and I buy some shoes or I eat out too much and now I'm broke. So it's a, it's a matter of the budget comes out of a place of fear where like, I'm afraid of running out of money. So let me budget it. So I'm at least putting some money into buckets and I'm kind of telling, right? And like, you know, Dave Ramsey says like, I'm telling my money where to go. I'm telling my money what to do. But if that mindset is still out of fear, that that effectively works when you barely have enough money to survive, right? Like that works when you really have to put limiters on yourself, right? You got to, you know what I mean? You got to limit yourself to say, okay, I make $1,200 a week. Um, I've got $700 in expenses. Like I can't blow the other $500, right? That's, that's my, I got limits on my discretionary income. I got other bills. We got, you know. But the funny thing about budgets is, is when you get above that space, right? Like where I'm making enough money to where me budgeting to take care of my necessities doesn't really matter, right? I can save a little bit of money and I'm good because now I don't have a fear of being broke anymore. So like the, the budget becomes really a conduit for me to pay essential bills. But when your income starts growing and you get to the point to where okay, now I make more than just enough. Now I've, I've got additional discretionary income. Where people don't evolve the budget is that people will start giving themselves a lot of freedom as long as they don't have a fear, as long as they don't have to be afraid of going broke, 
right? And and the reason I share this is because I see this in um like in corporate America, right? So like I'm I'm an executive at a healthcare company, so most of the people at my level of an organization um, or even a, a level below me, like everybody's six figure earners, right? Like everybody's making six figures. Everybody's doing very well. But it was always surprising to me how like the people who make the most money seem to always be the most afraid to lose their job, right? Like when companies hit financial circumstances, when there's there's questions on whether or not we're going to get a bonus, like there always seemed to be this concern and this thought about like, man, what can I do? But then from a budget perspective, when you think about like these people haven't had to think about being broke for a long time. So that the way the way that they look at finances, the way that they've used their money either to heavily invest it or to to enjoy luxury, right? Really nice houses, really nice cars and nice vacations and a second house in the mountains to go skiing or a second house at the beach to go swimming. So like if the more money that you had, right? Like if you just kept expanding your if you just kept expanding your budget, if you just kept allowing more freedom because you were over the fear of being broke, that fear immediately comes back when there's a risk at someone earning that level of money, right? So so the reason a lot of people don't don't budget is because a lot of people aren't really afraid of being broke. A lot of people, a lot of people in the middle, right? You've got poverty kind of at the low end, you've got luxury at the high end, but then it's everybody else in the middle, which is I can pay my car note. I can pay my rent or my mortgage. I can I can pay my bills and then I got a little money left over. So those are the people that I feel are more are more adverse to budgeting because they're not afraid of going broke. They're not afraid of not paying bills and they feel like, "Well, I make enough money to cover my expenses, so I should be able to enjoy life, right? I should be able." But that's when we're not factoring in for emergencies. That's when we're not effectively um saving. That's when we're not effectively being charitable. Because we start to feel like since I'm since I, I no longer have to be afraid of being broke, then all of this extra money belongs to me. Right. All of this extra money is mine. When the key to budgeting is right. Here's a did, 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 drum roll, please. You know, what I'm saying message. The key to budgeting is the fact that you have to learn how to not spend money when you have it. Right. Because the fear of being broke, that that's 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 me not spending money because I need that money for something else. And then I, I, I need to allocate it appropriately. I need to put it in the right buckets. I don't need to spend my rent money on shoes. I don't need to spend my light money on, on, on unnecessary electronics, right? But when you have extra money, now you run into the concern of, I have money, but should I spend it? And this is the budget question that I think a lot of people don't ask themselves. And that's how people wind up um, wind up upside down, right? From a financial perspective, because like, yeah, I've got money, so let me buy that. And then we swipe a credit card. And yeah, I got money, so let me go there. And then we buy a plane ticket. And yeah, I got money and I want to do that. Let me, let me buy these tickets. Let me have this event. Let me do this activity. But then when you look at the culmination, the fact that you haven't been stopping yourself from spending money just because you're not broke, right? That's the danger of budgeting. And I did a video a while back. You can go look it up. And it's like, how can you spend $20,000 in a month, right? So right before this time last year, like in May of 2021, I had that realization. And I'm like, man, like I've got relatively fixed costs. We had lived on a, we were on a budget um, before just because we had went through some of the financial piece, Dave Ramsey stuff. But as I sold my house and moved into temporary housing, my budget got messed up. And then what I realized and what I've continued to realize the biggest issue that I think a lot of people have with finances, and especially a lot of people that I mentor and focus 
you know, and, and that I focus on communicating with, like, we're not, we're not destitute poverty, not broke, 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 broke. But when we do have money, we have a problem not spending it when we have it. Right. And I think, you know, the Kevin Hart joke, you know, I mean, you always got that friend that be like, you got it ball out. I feel like a lot of us are that friend to ourselves. Like we're standing on our own shoulder saying like, well, Roy, like the shoes are only one hundred and twenty five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like you got it ball out like, you know, Roy, like, yeah, that concert, you know, them VIP tickets is two fifty three hundred a pop. But you and your wife going, y'all deserve a good time. You got it ball out. But if I'm not setting aside a budget, if I'm not setting aside a budget saying I'm not going to spend more than $200 a month on shoes, if I don't set aside a budget saying, right, the problem is, is we don't like limiting ourselves, right? A budget is a limitation. And sometimes that limitation feels good when I'm when I'm close to being broke, right? Because it's it's giving it's letting me know where the danger threshold is. I know if I go over this budget on entertainment, I might be short on the rent, but when it feels like a limitation of what you feel like is your hard earned money, right? The things that you have, the things that you want, when you're putting limitations on your desires, on your, on your spending, on your habits, when you, when in reality, you don't have to, right? Like I can buy 50 pairs of shoes right now. All of my bills will still be paid, right? I could go out and buy a car right now. My bills would still be paid. So like what in our minds should we be doing to stop us from doing that? Right. Like what should be like, what limitations do we need to self-impose? And I mean, and, and I think the simple answer is like the limitation needs to be that like our money has a greater purpose than just giving us the stuff that we want. Right. Like our money has a greater purpose. Our, our money has the, the ability to be charitable. Our money has the ability to to do hospitality. Our money has the ability to help us walk in our calling and our ministry. Our money has the ability to empower other people. Um to invest into other people, right? Um, to create new experiences, to give other people opportunities. Like when, when, when the comparison is, does, does Roy get new shoes or can Roy buy an up and coming YouTuber, some video equipment so that they can improve the quality of, of what they're doing, right? Like when you remove the limitations of your money as something that benefits you and the people immediately around you, and you see money as a means to help fulfill and to empower and to encourage and to, um, and to help other people, then not spending money becomes like a much more altruistic purpose, right? Like when I don't spend money on something that I want, then that means I can probably help something someone else with what they need, um, what they want, or even what God called them to do, right? So when we when we we reframe that, right? The budget isn't just about you know where does money go and discretionary, and I mean, and those are all very good fiscally responsible things to think about, but. When you talk about the fact, when I look at it, right, and when I when I get the conviction of myself, when I reframe money as, right, if I'm misusing money, then I'm putting a limitation on what God can do through me. Then that changes the that changes the reality. That makes you look at a shoe collection differently. That makes you look at a watch collection differently. That makes you look at you know what I mean? Like spending, you know, ridiculous amounts of money on, on things that don't really particularly add any value because you like it or because you want it. And that's just for me, right? I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to give anybody conviction. Um, but I'll tell you right now, like if there are people around you who need you, who could use your help and who could benefit from it, but you don't have any money, 
because of how you overspent on luxury, because of how much you're paying for your car every month, because of, you know, because of the insecurity of letting go of cash because you know how much the maintenance is or or whatever on the on the things that you own, right? You know how much it costs to maintain what you have, right? Then you're enslaved to that debt, you're enslaved to that material, you're enslaved to that lifestyle. And you can't fully be available for God. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. Like, you can't be fully available for God and and open to do whatever he calls you to do if everything, you know what I mean? Like, if you're setting a lifestyle that, like, whatever I do, I got to make enough money to to afford X. I got to make enough money to afford Y, right? I've got to I've got to live a certain lifestyle. Like, what if God called you into missionary work? What if God called you to move to another state that you didn't want to move to, like Pastor Roy moving to North Carolina? Um but that's the thing that I think we've got to be cognizant of, right? But when it comes to budgeting, like most of us hate budgets because we look at budgets as like things that we do to mitigate our fear of being broke. When I think you should look at a budget as, right, you establish a lifestyle that that is in line with your calling, right? That is, that is reasonable. Find a reasonable, comfortable lifestyle. I'm not a poverty preacher. I live in a nice house, right? I drive relatively new cars. I don't drive luxury vehicles, but pickup trucks ain't cheap. And I do have a pickup truck, which probably costs more than a lot of luxury cars. Minivans are not cheap. All my minivan people out there ride or die. Like minivans cost more than Mercedes. Y'all need to stop hating on minivans. You know what I mean? You get that leather and the TVs in there, the minivans cost the grip. Um, but you know what I mean? Like have, have a established, you know what I mean? Like reconcile with God, what comfort is for your family. You know what I mean? And then that's what you set your budget at. Set your budget at comfort. Like we don't need we don't need to be luxurious because I'm telling you it becomes something that you're attached to. Right? There's so many people out there right now and I'm looking at some of y'all, you hate the job that you're at, but you can't quit that job because of the lifestyle that you built around that income. So you can't take another job. You can't step down from the management role that you don't like. Um because of the the income. But like you were comfortable at another level. And I tell people all the time, I've been a vice president for 7 years. I was comfortable at a manager's salary, right? Well, you know, once I got a little bit of a bump, I got underpaid when I first got promoted to be a manager. But I've been comfortable at a manager's salary. And I've largely lived comfortably at a manager's salary for the last six or seven years, right? Like, I don't live under an executive salary because why? Like, I don't, I'm not a different person, right? Like, the level of comfort I need for my family and for my, um, you know, for my community, like, that's fine for me. And I was comfortable there. And that's something that I learned from, from my grandmother. She was like, why just because you make more money would you spend it, right? Why do, we, why do we celebrate promotions by buying new cars that then take away some of the money I just got from my promotion? Because I want to look more important now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get a car allowance at work and I drive a pickup truck. You know what I mean? Like I could drive any car I want. Like my company's paying for it. But like I drive a pickup truck. It's comfortable. It gets me, um, it gets me, what I, gets me where I need to go and it helps me do the things that I want to do. But like, we've got to understand comfort and set your budget based on comfort, right? And then challenge when when your flesh ride up a little bit and you want more, like not because God is asking you to do because you want more because we're comparative. We see what other people have. We Other people got new phones. Other people got new shoes. Other people got new houses. Other people got new cars. So now we want to do it. So we allow other people's lives to disrupt our comfort. And we shouldn't be doing that. Like, be comfortable with where you are. Be comfortable with who you are. Like, reconcile that with God. Like, let, you know, let him tell you where he wants you to be and give you peace where you are so that when he adds to you, right, like, 
the, the, the budget allocation that you have for charity increases. The budget allocation that you have for generosity increases. The, the flexibility you have to be hospital um, hospitable goes up, right? What you can do for your community, what you can do for your church, what you can do for your family, right? Your extended family, not just the people in your household, increases. But that requires us to be comfortable and to have a peace and to not keep pursuing this insatiable desire to have more, to want more, to acquire more. Because that's why we fight the budgets. We fight budgets because once you actually have enough money where you're good, you don't like feeling like you can't buy something. You don't like feeling limited. That's why you overspend. That's why your credit card bills get ran up and rent run up. And that's why you're in debt, even though you make more money than you need to live. Learn how to limit yourself. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit, y'all. Go read it in the Bible. Self-control is the fruit of the spirit. It takes self-control for Pastor Roy not to just be copping sneakers. I love sneakers, right? I stay out of the function, which is the which is the throwback resale sneaker store down the street from my house. I stay out of that store because you know what? I can afford every pair of shoes in that store. I can buy multiple pairs of every pair of shoe in that store. So I'm staying out of that store because I don't know if I got the self-control. If I seen some shoes that I couldn't get in the third grade, I might get nostalgic. Then Pastor Roy going dropping $700 on a pair of sneakers that he's only going to wear like every blue moon, right? But it's, it's self-control. Like I know I love sneakers. So I limit my I limit my access. I don't go on Puma's website all the time. I'm not following hype beast and all of this other stuff because I know what my money has a purpose to do. My money makes movies. My money um, creates ministries. My money, you know, helps mentees. My money has a purpose. So I'm willing to limit what I want so that I can create space for what God wants. So I can make room, even in my finances, as Jonathan McReynolds would say, so I can make room for what God wants to do. Because if I just keep doing what I want and I'm not putting limitations on myself, first of all, I'm giving myself too much credit. Like I must think I'm perfect if I'm not putting limitations on my own money and that I'm not going to do nothing reckless with my own funds. I am not Jesus right? Pastor Roy will waste money. Like Lady Kina will waste money. My children will waste money. Royce will buy a Switch game for $59.99 and try to take it to the store the next day to get $10 in credit, right? That is $40 thrown in the trash because he's tired of playing the game already. Like we will still waste money, but you put limits on that so that we're not wasting or we're not excessively wasting what God has given us. So use your budget to put limits on it, but create limits that are within comfort. Right. If, if God gave you a heart that you want to live in in destitute poverty, you want to be a, a, a monastic Christian where you got three outfits and minimize everything else. Fine. That's your level of comfort. Allow the spirit to rest. You know, what I'm saying to rest with you in that way. And then anything that God gives you above that, know that it's for his purpose. But don't keep raising your standard when God gives you more. Like I, I just like I don't think God is giving you more for you. It's not for you. <laughs> That's not the way that this works. You know what I'm saying? The disciples didn't break, you know what I'm saying? All of these baskets, you know, two fishes and five loaves to just keep feeding themselves, right? Why are we gluttonous with those kind of blessings? If God kept miraculously creating food out of a basket, if God keeps miraculously making money out of my pocket, why do I think that money is for me? I would, they would call me gluttonous if I sat there and ate all the fish and the bread. But when it's bread, you know what I'm saying? When it's, when it's money, tangible money, we don't think that way. Everything that you get is not for you. <laughs> it's for the kingdom. So pray, be mindful about God. Where is my limit? Because some of you are not getting more because when God gave you more, you ate it, <laughs> right? Like that's why he's not giving you anymore because you ate what you got. You're being gluttonous with your blessings. Like establish a limit, be prayerful about it. 
and then and then and then establish that allocation, set that budget and say, this is what I'm going to live off of. This is where I'm comfortable, God, until you tell me otherwise. And then everything you give me above this, I will make sure it's set aside one. So maybe that I don't have to work. Maybe you want me to invest it. Maybe you want me to start a business. I don't know, but have that conversation. But don't start. Don't just keep increasing your 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 expectancy for a lifestyle. Don't keep increasing um, your material things. Don't keep increasing, you know, what I mean, things that don't really add value. Right. Be comfortable. Establish limits. And let God work in the excess. Don't consume it all. So that's what I got for y'all. Like I said, I thought that was going to be quick. That was 20 minutes. Um, so that's what I got for you today. Um, again, stop hating on a budget. Establish a budget. Be comfortable. Impose limits on yourself. And let God do wonderful things with your access. So this is Pastor Roy. This is the Savage Truth. Um, God bless y'all. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Peace out. They keep asking who I am, I just tell them I'm a Christian, occupation, a description, I just tell them I'm a Christian, nationality, ethnicity, I tell them I'm a Christian, keep the hyphens in the